you're visiting, my name is Peter. I get to serve as the lead pastor. And today, we're going to carry on with our sermon series. You can remain seated as we read three verses of our sermon text. We're talking about Jesus' arrival here. This series is a, a three-week series called The Arrival. We're in 1 John. Two weeks ago, I preached from 1 John 1. Last week, Pastor Morgan from Mosaic Church came down to preach 1 John 2. It's an excellent message about who we are as a church and why we have to be outside of our comfort zone in loving people different than us. Uh, it's very formative for our church. I encourage you to go back to that, thespringstx.org slash sermons. Today we're in 1 John 3. I'll read verses 1 through 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we will see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Jesus, please add a supernatural blessing to the reading of your word. It's way too easy for us, Lord, to go through Advent and Christmas season in a manner that appears so joyful and triumphant, but in so many ways lacks any sort of real joy and triumph because we are just so familiar with things that we miss the point. So easy to miss the point. So help us to not do that. And when we celebrate light, help us to have the substance of it and to look back to you, the, the source of our light that never goes out. Amen. The other day, my kids were watching Puppy Dog Pals. All y'all know Puppy Dog Pals. Help me sing this. Pup, 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 puppy dog pals. Come on. Do you know the, the barking part? Who wants to do the barking part? No one? Do the barking part, Seely. Okay. In case you haven't noticed, this is a talkback church. I'm going to need your help for the next 15 minutes. You know, audiences don't talk back. But it's a good thing because you're not an audience. You're a congregation. And this is an extra talkback church. I have some questions today. Thank you for asking. So in Puppy Dog Pals, it was a Christmas special. And I remember the Puppy Dog Pals in this 15-minute episode said, one of the puppies, I don't remember who it was, Christmas is not about presents and candy. Christmas is about the warm feeling in your heart. It's pretty cute, right? Is that what Christmas is about? Is that what Christmas is about? No? Yes? We don't know? We're still too nervous to answer the question? Today, instead of 
going through a bunch of different points as I teach through this text, I want to start with one question. So get ready for our first ever Christmas nativity quiz. I have one question. Is Christmas about family? Think about that. I'm going to give you a a, a second to answer this question. Is Christmas about family? Some people say yes. Some people say no very aggressively. (laughs) Is Christmas about family? Now, when you're thinking about that, let me just give you a window into what my family Christmas was like. We used to go from one Christmas party to the next. We'd stop at the Christmas mass and go through about you know an hour of Christmas. And if I stood still, I would get extra candy. So in my mind, in some ways, the puppy dog pal's assertion that Christmas is not about candy and presents was really hard for me to process even now. But I, we'd go from mass to candy if we set sat extra still, and then we'd go and go to another party of a friend's. We'd just kind of be going all over the place. And the next morning, Christmas morning, we'd get to eat crepes. If y'all don't know what crepes are, you can find out Merry Christmas to you. Extra syrup. Is that okay that I said that? Okay, I'm trying to be appropriate with the kids in here. And then I've, I got married 13 years ago, and I've heard some, gotten to experience some other traditions. My wife's family, they pretty much just stay inside. They don't go anywhere and go all over the place like we did. They eat clam chowder on Christmas Eve night. And and we know what, do you know what clam chowder has to do with Christmas? Either do I. But that's what they do. And so we eat clam chowder and we sing happy birthday to Jesus with some cake afterwards. One of my favorite things I love about Christmas, though, is when I get to see our family opening presents together. I get to see my kids now purchasing presents to give to one another. You know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so we can really see that generosity of Christmas play out in the joy of giving when we're opening presents. And so I'm going to come back to this question. Is everything I just said, is that kind of starting to hit the the mark of what Christmas is about? Is Christmas about family? Here's the answer. Yes. But not about that family. Not about that family. The answer is yes. Because the Father's love sent Jesus to create a whole new family. Some of y'all were right. Some of y'all were wrong, and most of us were kind of a little bit of both. Christmas is about a new family that Jesus creates. He came to earth to display the glory of his goodness and to bring others into his eternal, greater family. So yes, Christmas is about family, but it's so much more than we think. I have one takeaway as we kind of consider our, our verses just a little bit more. And the takeaway is this, is that the Father sent Jesus to adopt us into family. Everyone say adopt. 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 
we can be adopted. If the Father sent Jesus to adopt us into the family, let's, let's have to, we have to process one really difficult thing. Whether you're 95 years old in here, or you're one year old, or you're anywhere in between, this truth is really important and sometimes hard to process. If God sent Jesus to perform what was necessary to, to pay for a really expensive adoption process... That means that we weren't God's children before that. I see some of your faces. Some of you are like, no, that doesn't sound right. Jesus loves the little children. We know the song. All the children of the world. So wait a minute. We weren't his children before? The answer is no. Jesus does love all the children. But even the children that aren't his. You see, the story of the Bible, especially in Genesis 3, when we, through Adam and Eve, rejected God, we actually joined a family taking on a new nature, fallen from God, in whose image we were made. And we joined a family that hates God. And so we were all born into a, 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 a different state of being where we're not God's children that love him. But listen, even when we don't love God, he still loves us and we are still precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the children of the world, but he came to the earth to make his enemies into his children. We became darkness when we chose to sin. When we are sinful and we're naughty, it's because we are children of naughtiness, children of darkness. And it's a really sad thing. Colossians, Paul calls us sons of disobedience. You might be saying, Pastor Peter, this sounds kind of sad. This isn't very Christmassy. I'm getting there. Stay with me. Does it say in Isaiah 9, we read it today. I want another little quiz. Do Do we remember reading this? Remember when... When Scott read that those who are walking in the light, on them has shown a greater light. Do you remember that? I kind of tricked you for a second. That's not what it says. God doesn't shine a better light on people who are already walking in the light so that we'll be a little bit better, so that we'll improve ourselves, so we'll live a better life. No, it says, on those walking in darkness a great light has shone. Jesus came to sons of disobedience, to us in our sinfulness, when even the good things we try to do on our own power, they're still sinful things. We dwell in darkness. and Into the darkness, Jesus came to bring us his light. I love how John puts it here. It starts our verse See what kind of love. This word kind is super important because as we know from puppy dog pals, there are different kinds of love out there, right? Puppy dog pals talks about the, the, the warm feelings in your heart. I like that kind of love. Come on, raise your hand if you like that kind of love. I don't want not warm feelings in my heart. I like warm feelings in my heart. That's right. 
But the kind of love that makes enemies into children and transforms people is called redeeming love. Everyone say redeeming love. This is what Jesus came to do. See what kind of redeeming love the Father has given us, us children of darkness, that we, children of darkness, shall be called children of God, and so we are. Do you know, I wasn't born a child of God, but now I am a child of God. Do you know why? Because I, it's because I listened and obeyed and because I'm always sweet to my wife and my kids. Am I, aren't I always sweet? I'm never on the naughty list, right? That's why I, how I became a child. No, that's not how I became a child of God. It's because Jesus called me a child of God. It says, how great is this love the Father has given us that we should be called we that are not children of God are called children of God and so we are. Jesus calls people that are not his children, children, and all of a sudden, boom, they become children. I remember when I was really young, I watched a TV show about a kid who could have powers to call things other things, and they would transform into those things. Okay, so I'll give you an example. This kid would go up to a frog and say, horse, and it would turn into a horse. I don't know if y'all have seen shows like this, cartoons, but... I really thought this was real. You know, I was, I was like barely 14 or something like that. No, I was like five or six. I, I thought this was real. So I thought I would try this on my dog. We had a little Australian shepherd, and I had, I had some excitement. I had just seen this cartoon, and I said, snake. Do you know what happened? Nothing happened. That's kind of the end of the story because it's not a very good story. Because that show I watched was make-believe. But do you know who has the power to do that? To call things that are not as though they were and they become new. Do you know who has the power? Say that name. This is a classic kids' church answer. Who has the power? Jesus. Jesus has the power to call someone that's not a child of his, his child, and they become his child. Jesus transforms us from darkness, disobedient sinners to a whole different species of redeemed people. With his redeeming love, he makes us like himself again and then adopts us into his family. That's why Christmas really is about family. Now, how does he do this? Thank you for asking. Let's go on. It says, this is, behold, see what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Later on in verse 2, it says, we know that when he appears, we will be like him because, we'll try really hard to be like him? No, it says, because we shall see him as he is. Everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself. Do you know that if you showered 50 times in one day to to get yourself as clean as you could. You couldn't clean the dark parts of your heart. But Jesus can purify you from the inside out. And if you hope in him, not in your best effort, 
This is, this is a message that's for kids, and this is a message that's for adults, because this is a message that I need to preach to myself every day, that I only become purified when I look on Jesus. I can't be pure with my own efforts. I can only be purified by the pure one. That's why Paul says, look upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Jesus is the one who starts our whole new life thing. And Jesus is the one who keeps that going. And when I look on him, I become pure. I've heard someone say before, you become what you behold. So kids, if you watch a whole bunch of TV, right? And all day you're just looking at your tablet or doing other things. You become like that. You become kind of like a robot, right? Which is totally lame. No one wants to be a robot. That's been kind of me. I've been in the habit of looking at screens too much. But when I look at Jesus, and when I am able to wonder in the child that came here, fully God, fully man, to redeem us, I become like him in hoping in him. Jesus came here perfect. He came born of a virgin. He didn't have darkness in him like we had darkness in us when we were born. And he came perfect. You know, that means that when he was two years old, he never tried to steal a toy from other kids. I don't think Jesus ever took his shoes off in the car when his parents told him to keep his shoes off on in the car. Jesus, when he was six years old, didn't pester his little brothers, James and Jude. Jesus was perfect. And when Jesus was an adult, he held children in his arms. He put his hands on dirty, sick people, and they became clean and well. He performed other miracles, and he died on a cross. Now, this seems really sad because it is sad. All of our sinfulness and disobedience and darkness brings us to death on a cross. But Jesus didn't die for his sin. He died for our sin, our darkness, our dirtiness. And he was put into a grave. And a stone was rolled over the grave. Have you ever been in a really dark room and you were super scared because there was no light? You couldn't even see your hand? Anyone? That's how dark it was in this tomb because Jesus was dead in this tomb. And it was a really sad Friday night. And Saturday, all day, all of his friends were so sad. And on Sunday morning, that rock that they put over the tomb started to move. And all of a sudden, light came into that tomb. And now light can come into our dark hearts because Jesus rose again from the dead. Jesus came to the earth to live the life we should have lived. And he died the death we should have died in our place. And he rose again so we could live in his light. And so that he could call darkness light. And so we are. Bam. We become light. So as we celebrate Christmas and we have happy times or even sad times. Because some of our sadness comes out and our selfishness comes out. Even adults, we have hard times. We can hope and be purified by our hope in the pure one. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus 
took the Passover bread and he lifted it up before his disciples. Sorry about that. And he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you so that sins may be forgiven. Then he lifted up the Passover cup. He said, this cup is my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant shed for you and for all so that sins may be forgiven. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Would you stand to your feet with me, please?